Hello everyone, welcome to Covenants, co-sponsored by the Word House Incorporated Focus Consultation Services. And now for those of you that might be a lit, little bit slower <laughs> as far as processing. Hello everyone, welcome to Covenants, co-sponsored by the Word House Incorporated Focus Consultation Services. You know, Carolyn. That's oh, better. Excuse Thank you. Me. No, no. <laughs> see, right. Well, see, that's the whole point. I'm not sure entirely what that's like to hear me tell me without knowing it's me. But I didn't even introduce you. You're Carolyn Barnett, and I'm Dave Clay. And it's a pleasure being with you. But there is a fine line between energy, right? And I want to tell you about Jesus. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Now, I know that there are people who are just as sincere. That's a personality and some people. But when I hear the words, mm-hmm. Jesus, I get excited. I don't know that I, I this, I don't know if I should say that. I don't, that Jesus is, I want to hear about my Jesus that's full of energy. I don't want to hear that Jesus you just described. Well, that doesn't hurt our listeners. Well, and I do not, <laughs> yes. It's so easy to offend these days. And I would not say that with any intention to offend other than I genuinely do. I think to myself, if I come on the program in a more natural sort of state of kind of uh, laid back, chill, relaxed, (laughs) I'm not sure that we would have the effect that we have. I hope that this is much better uh, because too much chill and I'm I'm either on the go or I'm asleep. I mean, that that is just really how my personality runs. So, So that's speaks more to me than probably mm-hmm. does even the listeners. But I hope they're not offended that I would be excited. We're excited. I, you know, I've been called a Muppet before, so I, I don't know exactly <laughs> what that means. But, um, I guess I'm animated, but yes, and I'm a morning person. Should I person, ask you so which, one, which one they think you are? <laughs> they didn't or is say, it just a, in a general sort of way if you're a Muppet? Say, but the more offensive part of that, the part that hurts <laughs> more than being called a Muppet, because I love the Muppets, is, well, I don't love them, but I, I like, they're dear. They're, yeah, I they're enjoy They're dear. Well, I enjoy the Muppets. Uh, I was singing Christmas music, and they said, you sound like a Muppet. I, I don't know if that was a compliment or an insult, but I have never forgot that statement. So I, I just like lots of energy. I'm a morning person, and I feel like... You are a morning I, person. Yeah. That is yeah, good. Yeah, when it gets evening, I'm kind of done. Because if we did this... We do for the listeners. Five thirty. <laughs> we we record in the morning. Yes. Because I too am a morning person, and if we didn't, <laughs> and we've come back and had to record a segment, and if they paid attention, oh boy, they've noticed. They probably have because we were in our nap. Because <laughs> we do, we go into a different mode <laughs> by oh, about Jesus. what? what a, yes. <laughs> He's <laughs> great. What, that's right. That's right. About one o'clock in the afternoon. Our we need energy. to sing that. We need you. You should sing that song. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Get people going. Well, you know that is the thought of mine, but we'll talk about that okay. off the air. Listeners, don't be surprised if we may not offer a rendering. I don't know how close it will be to the original. I don't know how quality it will be, how great it will be, but a rendering. Because, Carolyn, you like contemporary Christian music. I love music in general. Music in general. Yes, and I did not know Christian. until this very day that you're a music, should I call you a teacher? Yeah, I was a music teacher. A music teacher. Yes, that was my favorite part. Now, choir, 
I love to sing, but you try to motivate high school boys to sing, and it wasn't the easiest job in the mm. world. But music, I love teaching that, especially to the younger kids. Oh my goodness, just seeing them light up with excitement. You give them a xylophone, and let me tell you, they, they were just so happy. But um, I have loved music since I was a child, so... Well, I, I'm sure that none of our listeners would ever accuse you of sounding like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I think it was more like animal or something like it's something Sing. kind of wild. You know, what it did make me think of was that last Muppet, well, probably the last one, one of the more recent Muppet movies where the guy sings a song, Am I a Muppet or a Man? Because yes, I, yes. Yeah, I think the whole point is there's a bit of a Muppet in all of us. Yes. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I got us off track this morning. All right. <laughs> You're listening to Covenants. I'm Dr. Michael David Clay, and with me, Carolyn Barnett. Carolyn. Yes, sir. After all of that, <laughs> I'm not going to. Maybe with right not now. <laughs> with not so much the energy, but certainly with no loss of enthusiasm. Okay. I have been uh, in a bit of a struggle, and there's all kinds of dimensions to struggle, right? And mm-hmm. and you know everybody struggles. This is true. So this is not unique. Uh, but I know that sometimes I think my struggles... We all do. Nobody understands. That's right. More important than anybody else's. But here's my conclusion. Okay. I've worked... And then this is the energy. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. Enthusiasm and energy. Okay. Because I'm not only saying this before you. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's me and you in the studio with our reverb. Me, you in the studio and our reverb. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but... What's your conclusion? But we have countless witnesses. We're surrounded by countless witnesses. Hopefully most of them are the Christian persuasion. So they're going to hear this. And not only do we have those witnesses, such a gathering, a cloud of witnesses, but we have the ultimate highest witness and that's God. I'm going to say this before you. Let me make sure you get this in order. All our cloud of witnesses and God above by the power of Jesus Christ, who's vested in me the power to. Anyway. But, but by the power of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, I am not going to quit. It's quiet. No reverb. (laughs) Just when you needed it, it wasn't there. Quit, 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 quit. I'm not going to. Now, that may not sound resoundingly overwhelming or profound or whatever. But you know, Carolyn, I get myself into a boatload. I love that word. It's probably better than the other one. (laughs) People go around talking about (laughs) posterior ends, the backsides. But I get myself into all kinds of projects. And when you take on a project, you should indeed consider the cost. That's biblical. Yes. Who decides to build a tower Mm -hmm. without first considering the cost? Now, two flaws in that. One is, why are you building a tower? Because you don't have to build a tower to God. (laughs) And yes, as Jesus, I think it was Jesus who said that, as Jesus' point was, it's going to cost you. Mm -hmm. Now, whether that is the right thing to do then or not, for the very conception and inception, I don't want to go there today. 
But I do feel compelled to commit my life to doing certain things. I am much better in a go mode than I am, as we've been saying in the program, than in a repose. Because when I'm too reposed, too much like this, reposition, if that's a word, then I'm going to go to sleep. That is just the way it works. Okay. So I've chosen to do a lot. But when you do take on a project, there's going to be cost. It's just true. If you take on a project and don't consider it, or at least maybe, or I don't know if least is the right word, more so even the cost associated, why are you even taking on the project? Because you know somewhere along the way, you know what it's going to want to make you do? Is <laughs> quit. Quit. Well, I would have to say, and you know how I like to challenge you on things. I don't want to say be devil's advocate. What if a person felt led to build this, quote, tower? What if there's costs involved that cannot be foreseen? I'll give you an example. I prayed about, thought about, was encouraged to, asked to, all these things about starting a girls ministry at our glow. church glow god's light in our world god gave me that and i i thought i counted the cost i looked at it all and i was afraid and i went through all the feelings and and i went forward in it but now that we're six months down the road there's cost to it and there's things that i didn't no one's going to come up. So I'm still counting the cost. So there's an aspect of that that we can go forward in faith and then there's things that, that we may not have realized was going to cost us. So then, therefore, I have to go back to what he said. Our pastor likes to say that all the time. If you don't know what he's saying, go back to what he's already said. Meaning Jesus or God. Either one. <laughs> so I go back to what he said to do this ministry. And that's the only thing I can do. I, it goes back to what you said. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. Yes. Amen. Potentiation. Have you heard that word? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, I've always heard it, and I'm sitting here thinking, even as I was listening as I was thinking about what you were saying. But I was thinking, potentiation. That's something I learned in psychology, biological, neurological, physiological, but nonetheless it was physiological psychology. I learned that in physiological psychology. I also probably learned it in one of my, it would have probably been zoology classes. Uh, I'm not a medical doctor. I think probably most folks have figured that out. But just for the sake of disclaimer and disclosure, accuracy, I am not a medical doctor. That is not what my doctorate's in. Mine's in Christian counseling psychology. But I had to take a lot of courses in physiology because, right. you know, that's part of the human body and everything that is mm -hmm. is physically based. But potentiation is an interesting concept, especially when you think of it in terms of neurology and the idea of the nervous system, whatever one you're talking about, because it basically says that there is a threshold. Once you cross a threshold of excitability, 
something happens and your body gets excited. Mm-hmm. Once that happens, you don't go at it partly. <laughs> you don't go at it too measured. You go at it all or done. Mm-hmm. Because once that line is crossed, that really is a determination on a neurological level whether your brain is going to receive that sensation. If there's not enough neurons, axons, dendrites, excitability along that neuronal path, your brain eventually is going to peter out, as they say, and your brain's not going to hear it, receive it. I guess it doesn't always hear it, register it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's kind of life. There's a point along the way when you can stay in inertia only for so long. Because God's plan is it just don't set around on your hands. It is just not the way it goes. So as much as I've lamented the fact that when you start projects, there's always going to be a cost. Maybe as your point is, you don't always see all the costs and dimensions of it. And then we have to take into account there's a bunch of other things that might come along that we didn't anticipate, right. didn't see, that is going to be stressful, trying, requiring of enthusiasm and energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And you're going to say to yourself, how? Did I get myself into this mess? <laughs> and then as you said, you're going to think back and you're going to think, scratch your head a little bit. They can't see me on the radio, but I'm scratching my head a little bit or rubbing my chin. How did I do that? Well, because you entered into that thing with an idea. Or how did I get here? Yes. And it was inspired. Mm-hmm. And it came from somebody. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it wasn't just you. Could be you, but right. God right. speaks to us, inspires us. He may send somebody along to inspire you because that God yes. works with other people too, Absolutely. even if they're not Christians. Mm-hmm. He can inspire you by looking around and just seeing the You know, it's not all reaction, but there is pretty much nothing that doesn't have a catalyst or trigger attached to it. Cause and effect. Yes. It's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. So when you're out there and you've got all these projects, mm-hmm. it's easy to think to yourself, I can't do this. That, oh boy. <laughs> you're speaking my language now because I have many conversations with my husband. And we have projects coming up. And I said yesterday... I don't want to do this, even if it's something really fun. I said, I don't want to do that. And he said, yes, you do. (laughs) But I don't know what that is about me that just kind of pushes back against those things. And I I can't do that. I can't do this. I even said yesterday, I'm going to assign someone to do this for me because I just can't do that. And, you know, that's my own head talking in flesh and I haven't talked to God about that I just you know whenever in the corner sat down folded my arms and said I can't do this and I don't know that that's biblical or even right but sometimes we find ourselves in those positions where we kind of push back a little bit and my excitement Mm -hmm. and enthusiasm Mm -hmm. could just be hype right I can hype myself up I can say well you're going to do this I could be a coach. We could have a locker room. That you know, I, you know so how long, though. You know how, yeah, I know. Yeah. You know how I love locker room sports analogies, locker room sort of things, uh, sports analogies. So I'm going to bring up the locker room. Wow, I didn't know that. You can, you can, well, I did that thing about hitting, swinging for the rafters on the World Series. 
Yes. Yes. Okay. But but the idea though is that I could I could do that for myself. But you're right. That isn't what God's called us to. But there is nothing wrong with me getting in alignment with God as He's called me then and giving everything I have with everything I have mm-hmm. psychologically, mm-hmm. emotionally, physically, and then more so spiritually. Mm-hmm. To do it until I die, if it should require that. And it does. Now, it doesn't require that every day of your life, but every day of your life something passes away that you thought was a good idea and not thought God was in it. Timing's not right. I've heard that. It's not the season. Uh, maybe you don't have the supports around. Maybe you just got overwhelmed. Maybe there's just too much going on. And it wasn't a wasted effort right. by any stretch of imagination, especially if God inspires it. But I think those are probably truths. But if you quit before that happens... If you quit for lack of enthusiasm, excitement, if you quit, even as much somebody says go back to Mm -hmm. what you know to be true, even if you're feeling daunted, dissuaded, like you need to give up, Mm -hmm. go back to remember the original promise of what God told you to do. Mm -hmm. Your pastor says stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's true. But if I don't do my part, I guarantee you, more than any of those other things that I've talked about, I am a quitter at some level by nature. It is in me to quit. But if I quit, I don't get to see God's glory. If I quit, yeah, I don't have to go through all the hassle and the headache and the pain of it. Even if I didn't consider the cost, sometimes that's the reward. Is in the middle of a situation that you didn't even think about as adversarial, as coming against you. God can give you something to inspire you, to Mm -hmm. refresh you. (laughs) Even here, Carolyn, he'll even stop time. So that you can spend, I guess, if you cross that line, the dimension, an eternity with him while still in the material dimension. I believe I have Mount of Transfiguration experiences. I believe I have Moses and I'm not crazy. I'm Moses, Moses experiences. I believe I have a lot, and that's why I come back today and declare to you. I'm not going to quit. We had one this morning for the broadcast. There you go. I kept thinking Moses. When you were talking, it was just I thought, I'm going to burst if I don't say Moses. <laughs> because he, you know, he knew how he was. Like we all are. We have some kind of reasoning. And I can't do this. I can't, you know. And God in his goodness and grace, you know, brought along people alongside him to help him. And even then, he still got to see and his face shone is that right his face was changed anytime we come in the presence of god we're going to be changed my face glowing (laughs) yours is we're talking about look at what we're talking about it yeah and that's what i said earlier i don't ever want to come across a jesus saves (laughs) right because if i don't have that jesus i'm sorry i'm just gonna say it 
If I don't have the glowing face, if I don't have that anointing, I know that sounds so doctrinal, a religious in the sense of particular denominational, that's the word. I don't want it to go there. But I do believe there is evidence of the Holy Spirit when you are in the Holy Spirit and when you are operating out of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And I have had the blessing, I guess you would call it, of having that sort of confirmed to me over the weekend. And I was just about speechless. There was a a moment when my husband shared with me something and it just confirmed to me that I am where I need to be in such a way that it literally almost brought me to tears. And I hope our listeners know that, that we're not just here, you know, to um, entertain ourselves because we couldn't think of anything better to do on a Monday morning, but we're here because we care about you, we love you, and we love God, and that's what we want to do. And that's that's our Jesus. We're excited about that and what He's done and what He's going to do. Well, he inspires what we've just, or He, I guess both, not only front-end, before we even get there, as with the Holy Spirit, as with the Spirit of God, as with the mind of Christ, He inspires, I guess, that hope, that energy, yes, that inspiration. He is the inspiration. He's Maybe I should I say, am. present tense. Yes, always moving. Yes, good. And with that, then He carries the cross that we all bear while we're going through it, mm-hmm. and then He shows us. In literal terms, not hypocritical, literal. Mm-hmm. He came and did it mm-hmm. so that we might then know that even if it takes the last bit of us, mm-hmm. if it's God that's called us, if it's as we've been saying, it's Jesus that inspires us in the Holy Spirit, the creativity, mm-hmm. or that at least captures that and brings unto us that mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. in that dimension, helps us through it has left the paraclete so that we receive the comfort, the understanding, the guidance to get Help. through it. Yes. Then if we don't, if we quit, it's so sad. Mm-hmm. We've gone against really not only the mind of God, but the heart of God, the spirit of God. Would you say that goes back to original sin, selfishness, because when we say, I want to quit, who's that about? That's not saying, well, God, um, you didn't come through, so I'm going to check out of this, this thing that we have going here. It's us. We're the ones saying we want to quit. And I kind of hearken that back to the garden. Like, we want what we want. And it's selfishness. It's original sin. So can we get away from it? Can we get away from saying we want to quit? I don't I don't know that we can Well no. I mean we're always, I feel like we're gonna be confronted with that our whole well, life. That's that coach thing again, that sports analogy thing. Oh, you know, I've been accused of that. They mistook it. They thought I was just hyping people. I think that that speaks to more to the, the person that said it than it necessarily would be otherwise even me as they witnessed it. But I wasn't hyping anyone. I was just going along with what I was feeling inside of me. Mm-hmm. Right? Because at some point along the way, there was there is going to be an impulse or some degree of that to quit. Mm-hmm. I know that. Right. It is my human nature to right. give up. 
Right. To run, hide, to give up, Mm -hmm. to cower down, to not push against, to fight the adversary with even the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. I am implicitly in my human nature bound to agree with what the devil has tried to convince me is that I am going to do all of this and it still isn't going to work because I'm still going to die. And that is Garden of Eden, Eden stuff. What about the other garden? Of Gethsemane? What about when Jesus was 100% man and asked God, can I, can I not do this? Can I get out of this? Can I quit? But he didn't. But he went there and that to me shows his 100% humanity. We know he was God and we know that. But even even Jesus wanted to not go through with this. And I, and you I hope our listeners know I am not trying to be um, No, it it doesn't know, come across that yeah, way. But I look at that and I see him being human and can relate to us that he knows what it feels like to not want to do something. Oh, absolutely. Not without being touched with the feelings of infirmity, of our infirmity, Mm -hmm. Hebrews 4. Exactly. We want to remind our listeners, you are listening to Covenants with Dr. Michael David Clay and Carolyn Barnett. So, Carolyn, I'm in, I guess it's Joshua. Okay. Right? And they're going into the promised land. They've gotten to the Jordan. Moses has died at that point. Or they've crossed over and he's kind of at that point, that transition point. They've taken down Jericho with great success. uh, But they didn't have the same luck with Ai. But somewhere between the Jericho and Ai battle, Mm -hmm. Joshua meets with the captain of the hosts... I think of the captain of the host of the Lord, which is kind of like the angel of the Lord. I can't get the phraseology right. I'm sorry. But in that, he speaks to Joshua in encouragement and speaks to Joshua about this thing called eventually, which comes out as valor. Mm -hmm. And this idea that from that point forward, at least in the Old Testament, There are many references to mighty men of valor. Mm -hmm. And I thought about that. I thought, well, what is valor? And the best that I could come up with without doing a a real deep dive or study into the theology of it, uh, going to my concordance, doing my sort of word study, was that valor is courage in the face of fear. Hmm, okay. And as much as, again, that was genuinely a fear situation. Right. And and it was certainly a combat situation, battle situation. And though there was actual swords, and there were going to be people who die, and did die, nonetheless, I think the concept of valor... And then the whole idea that, that we, you know, we spoke of the angel of the Lord mm-hmm. as uh, Jacob, mm-hmm. not only at Bethel when he saw the ladder, but then Peniel when he wrestled with the angel of the Lord, he had the confirmation in a previous broadcast podcast. Here's another evidence, though, of how when you don't think you got it in you, 
And I am sure at that point Joshua was a bit perplexed. It had gone so well up to that point. All those blessings of Moses during that transition as they were crossing over into the promised land. Though they knew there were giants, Joshua had all of this enthusiasm and energy. He was going to do this. Right. But lest we even remotely think it's a bunch of hype or out of our own personality, mm -hmm. God has a way. And maybe part of that whole overcoming those struggles. You know, consider the cost thing right. we mentioned earlier. Right. It's just to point out. When you don't think you got it in you to go on and to finish it, God does. He's got it not only in Him, He's going to give it to you. And He's called Jesus. And He is going to meet you exactly where you are, when you need it the most, if, 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 if you will listen to Him. Yes. And Receive that, Him. Be open to Him. That's a big step. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't buy into the lie of the devil. Don't believe the lie that after all this stuff you're going to do, it still isn't going to work. That's, um, ooh, that requires something of us, though. This listening, this cooperating, um, going along. Because there's an element, and I'm going to say it, of pride that has to go down. Because we have to be willing to listen. We don't know it all. We can't do it all. And then when we have to eventually say, okay, I can't do it. I guess I need your help. <laughs> and we all come to that point with God, if we're being honest. And it's okay. We're it's to okay. Be because He's right there waiting for us to come to Him. But we have to come to the end of ourselves first. We don't have all the answers well, see, of everything. I was going to comment on that. We're, we're to not be that easy, so easy as to just say, well, you know, it's time to look for God. I know that's not when we should do that. We should do that and never get there. I mean, that's really the ideal. Mm -hmm. But we're to be so easy. Usually, even then, I don't go down easy. I'm still thinking, oh, 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 why? Uh, I can't believe this should. Uh, my expectations are everything should be easy. Where is God in that? I'm just going to straight up ask you, David. Where is there's God no in that? There's no valor in that. He's not in that. He's, there's no valor. He's not. And I, I say that sometimes to people, and they just kind of look at me, and I don't know if they get mad at me or what, but they're in this situation. They're wallowing around. They're you know, miserable. And I just look at them and say, where's God at in this? You're telling me this whole thing? Joshua, Joshua knew what God had done. But then you have to get to the point and cooperate and listen to what God is telling you because He knows what's best. Even when we've tried everything we know to try and we've done everything and we just want to quit, He still has a plan. All things work together for good. To our, them that love the Lord. Our pastor, yes, our pastor says if it's not good, he's not done. Yeah. And I've had to go back and say that to myself. And even if it should be that if it's not good, he's not done, it could be that he's not done, which doesn't necessarily mean that it's not good. <laughs> it just exactly. means even in our bad, we need to give thanks. Yes. 
Now, I've got one other thing I, I really want to capture before we mention our guest. It's probably good that we mention our guest. <laughs> that that means, might be a good idea. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Carolyn and David show. <laughs> yes, right. We forgot about guests. Who needs guests? Well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes, too. Oh, boy. In our fervor, our bright ideas, our ambitions, God will go ahead and bless us with our heart's desires. Mm-hmm. And in that sort of naive, maybe a bit of innocence, over-idealistic sort of way we've been trying to capture, oh, this will be great. And then we have tremendous success. Did we really count the cost? Well, and the point is, not that the cost is something that we should celebrate, except that it would build virtue and character, establish God, valor, give us an opportunity to speak with Jesus, Mm -hmm. cause us to even read the word, to seek. Most of us do that reactively, not proactively. Only because the situation's bad, then we'll start to pray, then we'll start to read the Bible, then we'll start to go to church. But I think sometimes it goes too easy. And then all of a sudden, much like Joshua, oh, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Or even David in the Ark of the Covenant, he was going to bring that thing to Jerusalem. Nothing wrong with that. Except it was going to be God's way, not his. And he got along pretty far Mm -hmm. before Uzzah happened to win. And it was like they hit a rock. And, And somebody, I guess Uzzah, Maybe there were several somebodies. Uzu was just the unfortunate one put his hand on it, right? Whoa, let's not let the Ark of the Covenant hit a rock or the cart that it's on hit a rock and it fall down and break. And I'm going to steady this. No, he dropped dead. Mm -hmm. That doesn't seem right. Well, it is right. Because what we really need to understand is no way out of our way is it going to be God's way except God would either permit it or allow it or call us to it. And all I mean by that is if we start out with our way and sometimes add a bit of God's way to get what we want in the end, it isn't going to be what God wants in the end because we cannot even begin. All of us have potential. That Get back to that notion of potentiation. I believe most of us are inspired. I believe that all of us are called. A few are chosen. But it's not necessarily God choosing us based on necessarily some arbitrary standard that he has or even to be discriminatory. He chooses us because we are or aren't willing to cooperate, to do what he's called us to do the way that he's called us to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it seems, oh, this is great. This is going so smooth. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. But, you know, in the end, those things, those people, those things, situations, they tend to pass away really quickly. Mm-hmm. Because when the hard things come, they quit. They don't know how to handle them. They get angry. They either self-destruct or go kill somebody and kill somebody else in the process. They revert to or resort to. Maybe it's revert. Resort to lying, cheating, stealing, conniving to get what they want. And they do that without any conscience. Because the most important thing is to prove they are all that in a bag of chips. I'm thinking of Joseph. I'm thinking of how <laughs> he went out there to his brothers and flashed all around his dreams and they're going to bow. And then what happened to him? But God used all that, his plan, and then saved a nation. I mean, people, the whole country's life, you know, the famine. 
everything was changed because of Joseph and he was in that position for a reason and I I love that story I love David but I love the story of Joseph and how he thought he had an idea of how things were going to be and it wasn't anything what God had in plan when you said that about God and his infinite wisdom how our thoughts are not his thoughts how could we possibly presuppose to know what he's going to do how could we how could we even touch what God has planned so here we I go. I understand that. So, <laughs> I can think of another situation. We've discussed something like this before. We're going to re- return to it today. But people find themselves pregnant. This is true. And we have had previous podcasts on right mm-hmm. for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, not choice, but right for life. And how that's not sanctioned of God. Well, we may get into some of that again today, but this is not going to be a repeat necessarily of that right. that idea or that program. Right. But our guest today is going to help us to understand what it's like to not quit. You know, sex is easy. <laughs> it is. Sorry to offend any of our radio <laughs> listeners or our podcast or broadcast listeners. Sex is easy. You do not have to unless you're really messed up. And there's a lot of things. Uh, all uh, due respect that can happen to people to mess up something as wonderful. And sex is not bad. Right. But if you don't consider the cost, mm-hmm. if you don't give consideration to the struggles ahead, if you don't have sex, don't just use birth control, I would say. Because birth control can kind of do the same thing but if God is intention for there to be a baby, right. even birth control sounds right. like you're kind of trying to cheat God out of what He has called. And again, we've declared that in the podcast today. He wants life. There's going to be life. It's inspiration. Talk about potentiation. Right. It's an all or none. But if you don't go at least to that point of understanding some of the things that we've spent... 37 minutes again talking about on today's broadcast podcast, then my guess is somewhere along the way you're going to want to quit. Mm-hmm. Now, I hope you have a Jesus moment where somebody comes to you, Jesus, mm-hmm. in some form, right. whether it's going to be, as with Joshua, he's going to be a military guy, or whether it's going to be otherwise something like Jacob is going to be angel of the Lord is going to see. Right. He's going to come to you and he's going yes. to say, don't quit. Yes. Don't give up. So, with that in mind, I'm going to remind our listeners, you're listening to Covenants, sponsored by the Wordhouse Incorporated Focus Consultation Services. My name is Dr. Michael David Clay. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to then come back with our guest. And we are back. And Carolyn, I'm not sure that our listeners uh, might not be thinking that we've got something about babies. If, if they have any sort of questions about that, let's just answer it right now. We do have something about babies. We think babies are incredible. Uh, not only from our personal experiences with having children, you adopting children, but just the fact that it so seems to represent in such the most marvelous of ways <laughs> pretty much the entirety of life as God would want us to understand it in biblical sort of context terms, 
of what it's like, how God has rightly put together the world, not only in, in uh, material dimensions, of course, in spiritual dimensions, but also in material dimensions. And with that, then, has an intention in mind of giving us this most wonderful opportunity to participate. To not quit. Yes, in life. Mm -hmm. To not quit. So we have a guest. And her name is Diane Bilbray. Is that correct? Bilbrey. Bilbrey. And Diane is with a New Beginning Pregnancy Resource Center. And uh, Diane, we've talked about not quitting. And uh, I am sure that part of, if not a good deal of, what happens in your ministry is to help people understand there are options. People do not have to quit. Even if it seems insurmountable, even if it seems overwhelming, even if it seems like there is absolutely, positively no good thing that could come out of, if there is some inspiration inside of them to not quit, I'm sure there's a part of you and your ministry that tries to assist them and help them understand they do not have to. That is true. Thank you for having me here. Um, this is a blessing because a lot of people don't even know that we exist. And so it's a blessing to be able to get our name out there. And it's true. We've had some phone calls that um, wanted to know if we were um, a referral place for abortions. And we simply tell them we are not. Um, but if they would just come in and um, allow us to share with them the other options that they have. Sadly, most of them do not want to come in, um, but I have had a few of them allow us to pray with them, and I've asked them if, um, if they go through with this in the future when they start feeling the effects of, of an abortion, if they would just come in and let us talk with them and start the healing process uh, for what's been done. But yes, we, we are here and um, right now the biggest thing that we do is we offer parenting classes. So um, some of the, it's, it's been encouraging because we've had some uh, parents come in that are wanting to get their children back. They aren't quitting. They want their children back. And they, they've been taken away for whatever reason. And so we offer parenting classes, um, parenting classes for whatever age the child might be in or whatever phase in life the parent might be in. The parent might need... Um, classes on just general parenting, on how to motivate your children with courtesy and kindness and honesty. But then some are in the phase of, of right at the beginning of starting out with their children and they need help in understanding the development of the children. Um, we have some classes on life skills. Believe it or not, some, some parents don't know how to budget or how to even go for a job interview. Maybe they don't know how to keep house. And so we have classes that, that help them in that area. We have classes that help people in co-parenting. Maybe they're not together anymore. And so they can come and take the classes and learn how to do the handoffs without animosity and, and without making it a, a uh, battle between the parents and the child. So we have plenty of classes to offer them and when they come we give them uh, 
what we call baby bucks, but they're just points that we keep track of, and they can then purchase things with those baby bucks for their child out of the Mommy and Me closet, which comes through donations from many people. So instead of, Carolyn, you and I again have been speaking of considering the costs, I guess that's the uh, way, <laughs> I do believe it's God's character, nature to do this. I guess that is also possibly one of the, if not the way, that God uh, uh, kind of allays, if that's the word, our fears by giving us an answer even before we need it. And, and I guess the idea that, yeah, we can consider the cost, we should enter into a project with due respect, humbly so, uh, appreciating what's ahead of us, but when you know that there are resources there, you don't feel so alone. When you know that somebody can help you to understand how to best take care of your child, you might not be so scared. Uh, you might not make a premature, quick decision that you can't do it, and let's just get this thing out of the way so I don't have to go through that. If you know the supports are going to be there. We did speak of that, the Holy Spirit, that God uh, in the Holy Spirit through Jesus, right when you need Him the most, Christ is going to be there to encourage you, to bring courage to you as you face these things. But what better thing to know, though, than there is a resource in your community called a New Beginning Pregnancy Resource Center, that Diane will be there and those that side with her in ministry to help you understand how to do a lot of this mothering. And you know, not everybody gets that growing up when they're a child. You know, a lot of people don't have really good moms and they don't have really stable homes. So really, they are scared to death out of their own experiences, personally, with not having that. They don't know they can do that. That is true. And we had a, a volunteer say one time, a lot of them haven't had a good upbringing. They don't know how to love their children because they weren't loved as children. And when we can sit and play with their, their little one and read a story to them or just love on them, we're teaching them as well on how to love their children. And I'd like to say that it's not just the women. We have um, a few men that have come because they've, they've said we haven't had good role models when we grew up and we need to know how to parent our children. And when we have just a man uh, come, we also have uh, a male volunteer that works with them as well. So, so this idea, though, that there is just a lot of support, whether it's the mom or the dad, for the family, for the sake of the family. And, and with that, then, I suppose, and you mentioned earlier that, that a, a lot of the, the decision-making, if it were to be toward abortion, and then I don't know if you want to get into post-abortion syndrome, those kind of things, uh, but, but there's a tremendous cost for that. But if a person would just listen to or understand the resources that are available, even if they didn't have that experience growing up, even if they did not have that family, that's really what you're there for is to assist them in understanding this is what a family can be. This, we can help you. 
to provide for your child in a healthy way so that you don't feel so overwhelmed or we can encourage you to, to kind of inspire you with encourage. Now, how does Jesus fit into that in context to the ministry? Now, again, you're on a Christian radio station. You're on a Christian podcast and broadcast. So if you feel comfortable, you can certainly speak as much as you'd want about Jesus. You may not feel that same degree of comfort in the ministry because there's a lot of people that come to you that may not really have that Christian focus. But where does Jesus in your own personal life as well as your ministry? Oh, okay. Well, Jesus is my Savior and um, has been since I was 19 years old. Um, and it is our job to share that, to share salvation with others. We are called a new beginning because our goal is to help others find their new beginning in Christ. Um, we are a um, pro-life, but we are also a pro-eternal life ministry. And we believe that is the answer to everything. And I've shared that with clients before. The things that they go through, um, if, they, if they are having um, their children have been taken away because of CPS uh, issues, um, I've shared with them, I don't know how anyone could go through life raising children or going through what you're going through without Christ. Um, he is the solid rock. And when we have opportunity to share that with our clients, we do. Not all of them want to hear it. Yes. Um, and so we don't push that. But if a door is open or even just a little bit open, we will, we will step through that and share the gospel with them. When uh, we start our classes, we start with prayer. We know that some are, are not uh, religious, as they would call it. We know some are not Christian, but that is our practice. We open up in prayer, and they know that. Well, I would think that the great victory is that they've even called you. Uh, and, and again, I, I, I understand that, that abortion is an option and that unfortunately it, it is something that, that is promoted and, and there's just a big system that promotes that. And a lot of people who are, are really don't know the Lord or are not Christians, they, they really don't have anything in that way of any sort of family education or teaching to the contrary. So, so even, if, even if they're not a Christian and they end up at a New Beginning Pregnancy Resource Center, I think that's a victory. I think that is ultimately then that assistance, that there is a choice, that you do not have to quit, that they must have some conviction that God has inspired, even though they may not even know Jesus in that same way we do as Christians. But I believe that the Holy Spirit probably is speaking to them, coming to you, as much as, again, as you're a Christian ministry, you allow the Holy Spirit to then do His work in His time or God's time and measure. But you know, there's no better way than to take care of the material needs of people to help them understand what love is. And that is probably more than any singular thing, right? What God is. The Bible says that. God is love and the fruit of the Spirit is love. So you love them a lot. That is true. And we do this also through the help of many others who have given us things to be able to provide 
for these ladies. And we've had ladies say, wow, this is really nice. And I'm able to say, this is because churches have rallied together or people have rallied together to help us out so that we can provide these things for you. Um, and I agree, nothing is by accident, nothing is coincidence. Um, when we get phone calls um, with asking for referrals on where to go for an abortion, after I hang up with them, I usually call people, uh, text people, and let them know we need prayer. And um, in the three years that I've been there, we have had a few phone calls, but no one except one person has responded in a positive way. Mm -hmm. um, they've said, no, our decision is made. But one person, when I was able to call them back, they said, I've decided not to. Yes. And so that was that was a true, true victory. So would you be at all offended? Ooh, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> and that would be, and that certainly is your prerogative. <laughs> Though if we would let our listeners know right now, if you would want to join in prayer for a New Beginning Pregnancy Resource Center, not only in what they have been obviously given of God to minister, which is material provision for those who have chosen to have babies to go ahead and follow through and not to quit. But should there be then an aspect of this ministry that has not come to fullest fruition yet and that God has certainly called them or equipped them to do as well, which be, would be to receive even during that deliberation period when people feel like they want to quit, when they feel like that they just don't have it to go on, you would be okay if they called you and you would say, yes, we will pray for you. Yes, we will be right there Absolutely. with you. Absolutely. Yes, we want to not only help after you have the baby, but the most critical time when the devil can really get his greatest traction is we want to be there when he can, tries to convince you when he might, you might be vulnerable when he can. Absolutely. To dissuade you from following through. And if the, our listeners are prayerful, if we're in agreement, we talked about cloud of witnesses, Carolyn, mm -hmm. we're not going to be quitters. Mm -hmm. We're going to try to get this so that you have that ministry even before. Not saying that the ministry after isn't everything that otherwise God has called you to at this particular time, but we would want to see an increase even in those folks. Would that be okay? Was, oh, that, too, was that too much for me to say? <laughs> no. Okay. No, that, that's just fine. Um, yes, if we can help someone... In their thought process, we would love to do that um, and, and get them focused on the right path. And if any churches want to be on our, um, I'm calling it Prayer SOS team, where um, if they want to, if they would like to know when, when we need prayer for a particular issue, we'd be happy to have them call us or, or email us and let us know to put them on the list. Well, and even to the extent or degree, again, and, and I think you probably coming on the program, uh, the podcast, I think you understand a little bit more about probably being in this area, covenants and what, what I do, what Carolyn does. But anything that we could do to assist, too, and not in a personal gain sort of way, but it is just so difficult to always know how to help individuals. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons people have that or are led to that place in making that decision. 
but we'd be glad to help too. And and certainly if you can if you can let us know of a need, we'd be glad to engage our listeners in that project to put it on the Facebook as well. So so anything we can do to support you because I do believe that we we do what God otherwise has called us to do, but I think is God's intention is is that he wants us to never really even have to get into those circumstances. Mm-hmm. If we can help people who are lost, we want to save them. If we can help folks who are in that critical phase of decision making, mm-hmm. because the backside of that is there is a, a, a moral wound, or as they say, or trauma, mm-hmm. and and there is a PTSD sort of dimension yes. a lot of people go through after they have that abortion, yes, and all these things that otherwise they miss, but all these things that people have chosen to come see you for the support that you give, they don't go through that because they've made that decision to not quit. Mm-hmm. That is true. Um, one of our goals that the board and I have discussed is that in five years we'd like to be medical, where, and that means where we're offering ultrasounds to these women. Mm-hmm. And we feel that that would be a very big help to, the, uh, to deter them yeah. from that decision of abortion. Um, but it's a five-year process. We need facility. We need um, equipment. We need staff. So it's, it's going to be a little while, but um, that's something for the future, and, and we'd appreciate the prayers. And if anyone wants to help finance that, we'd appreciate that too. And that's okay too, right? Because we can ask that we're considering the costs. Yes. As we talked about in our initial uh, segment of today's podcast or broadcast. The idea, though, is we can pray because <laughs> it's Joshua and Bethel. Mm-hmm. You know, the latter, God makes those provisions, mm-hmm. the angels coming up and down, mm-hmm. and it's through Jesus. But there is need for material provisions even for you as you're ministering to those now after the fact who've had a baby mostly right now but even as you're thinking about that and been prayerful and God's given you inspiration and he's brought it upon your heart to move forward yes we want to enthusiastically excitedly agree with you on that Mm -hmm. that God would bring that to fruition thank you and if anybody wants to support you financially, I'll ask on your behalf too. They don't have to hesitate because they can. We're going to give an, a way to get a hold of you before the, the mm-hmm. your segment's over on the podcast today, broadcast today. But they can reach out to you and in anticipation of this, mm-hmm. they can join with you in this project. Absolutely, we have a few churches that support us monthly. We also do fundraising such as baby bottles, uh, where we take them to churches and they distribute them, and then they're filled up throughout the month by the members uh, with loose change, bills, or checks. We pick them up and then we deposit them. That's been a very big help to a new beginning. Um, but yes, it, that that's a big help, but we're going to need to go forward. We are going to need uh, more finances. However, I will say for now, uh, what people are doing has been a blessing. Uh, when they go through their closets in the fall and the spring and find out their babies don't fit into those clothes anymore, they bring them to a new beginning. And that's been a big help. Um, as well as financial help uh, now, that's that's been a big help. That keeps our doors open and that keeps us able to do this ministry. And if your church, if you think your church or if you at your church want to somehow sort of get together with others, and this seems to be a ministry that your church might be, that's permissible too, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Um, are you talking about working together, churches working together? Well, or them uh, deciding they like a, a lot of missionary ministries. People choose to go ahead and support and sponsor. Absolutely, yes. We've got... We've got monthly supporters, but we also have churches that just decide to do like a, a baby drive where mm-hmm. they might um, for a month gather up diapers and, and baby clothes and items. And, and for those types of things, they're usually new, and that's been a blessing. Um, but we don't, we're not a respecter of new or old. We'll take, we'll take both as long as it's usable and clean. Um, and it's, it's really been a help. We have one, um, one pharmacy in the area that they also do a drive where people, when they're purchasing things, they'll, they'll ask them if they want to purchase something for a new beginning. And so we've received things from that way too. So I've got to ask, because I'm nosy, which is good, which is good, (laughs) with your permission. And you have to say, well, I'm not sure. (laughs) But what I'm sure that I am confident in this, that there is a personal dimension to how God has led you into this ministry. You must have a heart. You know, I said at at the top of our segment, your segment uh, that we're into now, that Carol and I are about babies. But what is it that God is really on a personal level what does he use to really engage you in this ministry? That's a very interesting question. I don't think you realized what you asked. <laughs> oh, I did, but that's why I went ahead and said it. In case you didn't want to answer it, I'm nosy. I'm happy to answer it. Well, I just want to say, you mentioned about missionaries, and I was like, ooh, David, because he did, I don't know that he knows your background, okay. which I, I knew for that, and I'm kind of excited for you to share that because we are um, involved with a, a missions ministry. My husband's missions director at our church. Okay. And so um, I'll let you yes. answer that because I'm okay. kind of curious where all that came from. Well, we were um, missionaries in South America for 19 years, and we came back in uh, 2014 when my husband became the director of a mission board here in Huntington, uh, Daystar Baptist Missions. And um, I, at that time, was thinking, okay, so now he's a missionary still. What am I? And um, I couldn't figure that one out for a, for a while, and then I started just getting busy in our church, just you know, visitation, working with the children, and one of the ladies was uh, the director at A New Beginning, and she asked me if I would come and um, translate for a gal that only spoke Spanish, mm-hmm. and so I went, and I, I did that. But it never occurred to me, honestly, it just never occurred to me to actually make that my ministry. My mom uh, is in Michigan and she had a stroke so I was traveling back and forth a lot and so I saw that as my ministry, uh, a big part of my ministry. And then one day the director asked me, if she said I'm going to be leaving, Um, would you be interested in the job? And I said, well thank you for thinking of me but no. <laughs> and um, then she said, and it just, you know, it's real tricky how she said it, would you pray about it? And, you know, what am I to say, no? Mm-hmm. So I said, sure. And um, it wasn't but a few days later that God said, not in an audible voice, but so strong that I, I felt it. Yes. If I open a door for you, I want you to walk through it. Amen. And I knew 
immediately that this is what I was to do. I have never been in this position before, other than I have counseled women on the mission field, but I've just never been in this position before, and it scared me, and yet I knew God wanted me in it, and I've never questioned that he did want me in it. I've often wondered why, because I feel like I, you know, fumble around a lot, but it is such a blessing, and it has made my eyes open more and more to the needs of these women, um, pre-baby, mm-hmm. uh, pre-birth, um, after birth, and then even in the post-abortion healing. I've, yes. That has been um, a thing that's been very much on my heart and mind lately and um the the volunteers that we have as well they have they have a burden for that and we're trying to put a program together so that when ladies come with this that we we can intelligently sit down with them and work with them carolyn volunteer covenants to help with that if (laughs) give us your permission i've had it on my mind i i even got the application online. Oh. I mean, it's been it's been heavy on my heart. And okay. you see, a lot. And you, I don't know if I shared this with you or not. But years ago, I'm wondering if that's the director that you mentioned. Me and my husband used to support uh, a new beginning when it was called New Beginnings uh, Crisis, Crisis Pregnancy Crisis. Center. Yes, and I actually went over there. Okay. And took a tour because I wanted to know what was going uh-huh. on there. And I was so impressed uh-huh. with the uh, programming, the lessons. They have DVDs, and the girls just learn, you know, sometimes it is basic things mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. take for granted, like, mm-hmm. you know, when a baby has a fever, how do they? Yes. And I was so impressed with that. And also that the girls earn these baby books. I just thought the whole thing was awesome. And then. And then I have four kids. <laughs> and life does happen. It doesn't quit. It goes uh-huh. on. But it has always been in the back of my heart. And I guess that's why I was excited about you coming on because I have always felt a connection to you guys. Great. And I just feel like that's something that um, that David uh, has a heart for, yes. for children and for people in general. We both mm-hmm. love people and we want to help people mm-hmm. in, in any way, but especially in matters like this, especially um, when they're hurting. Yes. I, I appreciate that. And please get that application in. <laughs> well, and, and with the post-abortion syndrome, we understand a little bit about that within trauma recovery mm-hmm. and, and, and whether that is as with a physical or a more moral injury or wound. Uh, wound. People, it's just not in us to kill babies. Right. It just isn't. It's just how distorted and corrupt that it's become. Yes. And and so we just feel very strongly about that. So if we could help in any way, shape, or form, we'd love to do it. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. And I do believe that as much as, again, our, our listeners right now are understanding where we are in our conversation, I am sure they will be willing to minister help you to minister. And they can. I mean, that really, though they may not be able to come, some might, as you said, uh, just let you know, right, uh, that they would want to volunteer. But if they can't come in a physical way, they can certainly really ask them to do it through prayer. And, and with that, if they can't do anything more, that's okay. But if they want to send some resource, whether it's diapers or a little bit of change or clothes or whatever, that's fine. Whether it's this longer term sort of vision, you know, that, that God has given you for 
moving maybe more into before or while that decision is being made about abortion, uh, or with that, the ultrasound or the medical component to it, uh, or the post-abortion. Uh, <laughs> and if your phones are flooded with phone calls over the next month or so, don't blame me. <laughs> That'd be great because, because our listeners understand the Holy Spirit is speaking to us right now. Yes, thank you. And I am, I, I'm jumping in a lot today. Normally I don't talk this much during the interviews, but I am, I'm just, I don't know, I just envision this, this keep going, we're not quitting in five years, the plan. But I'm envisioning uh, your, I don't want to call them graduates, but people that have went through your program that has received help. And coming back and volunteering. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing these women that have gotten help maybe through the post-abortion, through that trauma. What better way for somebody that's been through it to come and minister to a young person that's in the midst of it? So I, I am excited thinking about those people that are going to kind of cycle back mm-hmm. and and help those where they were at one time. Mm-hmm. So have you seen much of that? Are you seeing people that want to give back? Because I, I think that would just be an awesome thing to happen. Right. Well, we haven't seen a lot of them coming back to volunteer, but there's a rule that you have to wait seven years after you go through the program to that may that may lessen uh, maybe shorter years but just for records sake I believe that's why um, however I would like to to send out a plea that perhaps there's someone out there that has had an abortion and maybe they've gone through post-abortion healing we could use them in in this capacity of of helping us facilitate um, a class with these ladies. So if there's anyone that's had an abortion and they've went through post-abortion healing, or even if they haven't, if they would just come and and let us work with them. It's too bad it's not our ministry, Carolyn. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Diane. I love it. I would never want to put you in that kind of disadvantaged position where we're like, you should do this and you should do that and this is great and all this stuff. But but I do want you to know we're excited and we're enthusiastic. Thank you. And we know how important it is, especially right now, the time that we're in, the times we're in, the season we're in. God's body, the church. Uh, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, we need to be active and engaged. And, and with that, it has to be of God's inspiration. But, but I know, though, that God's inspiring you to so much, and He's calling us all to join together and work together, and that's really the Spirit. Uh, we just want to encourage our listeners to get behind you and to support you and to know that there's much to be said about salvation for those who are born. But there's even more, I think, I could make a case in some ways to be said about those souls that never really get to appear. They're, it's not that they're not saved, but, but it just seems so wrong that we would take that gift of life God's given that person for a calling and a purpose and somehow in that. And not even give any consideration. None. No. And that's why we're being so a bit overly dramatic, I confess. But people... They've, they've become so desensitized to this. They exactly. do not understand. God sent that person to the world. Mm-hmm. 
And, and when somebody takes their life, it's no different than when the devil takes their life. Right. I mean, it's no different in my mind. You don't have to agree with me. But in my mind, there's no difference there. So, so if we can get behind you, we can support you, we can pray for you, pray for your ministry, and anywhere along the way, if you need anybody to cheer you on, I think you know you've got two great advocates with Carolyn and I. Because we, so I'm sure many more. But we really think it's a fantastic ministry and and would want our listeners to get a hold of you. So how then might they do that very thing, get a hold of you? Sure. They can call us and the number is 304-697-0411. They can email us at newbeginningcpc uh, dot no, cpc at gmail.com um, and they can also go to our website. Mm-hmm. It's www.anbprc.org. Now, I, I'm, I don't do that on the program podcast because I can't get it right. Carolyn is the one that recites all that. But I'm going to ask you to do it one more time. So, And we'll put this on. Again, this is a, be a podcast they can pick up on the Facebook page. So any listener that might not be able to write it down as you give it, they can go back and listen to this again. And Carolyn, you can probably even put that down uh, when you're talking about the subject that, that the podcast is about on our Facebook page, Covenants. But could you repeat all that once more? Sure. Uh, the phone number is 304-697-0411. The email is newbeginningcpc at gmail.com. And the website is www.anbprc.org. Diane Bilbrey. Yes. Got it. <laughs> It has been truly a pleasure meeting you with you. you and spending what little bit of time we had today on the broadcast speaking to you. I know our listeners have enjoyed it. Uh, just continue to be faithful in the work God has called you to and whatever your vision is, we're behind you. Oh, 100%, thank you. 100%. <laughs> Appreciate that. So we're going to take another moment, uh, a bit of a break. I need a breather, Carolyn. <laughs> take a, a bit of a break and we'll be right back. Uh, You're listening to Covenants with Dr. Michael David Clay and Carolyn Barnett. All right. We are back. Finally. Well, it's probably not the right way to say it. But uh, uh, gladfully, gleefully, we have found somebody who loves babies as much as we do. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, respects life in the same sort of way that we do. And, and I don't know that I want that to become uh, <laughs> what divides us or our hallmark. But if it were to become that, Carolyn, I don't know that that would be in any way, shape, or form discouraging to me. If I thought that nobody knew me for anything but how much I think babies are great, <laughs> that life is great... And nothing captures the true spirit of God like having a husband and wife and family and babies. Yes. It just makes life everything. I mean, it's just all the good things in life. Everything that life is about comes down to family. I couldn't agree more. And I have always been a big pro-family person, but I I was kind of laughing to myself because I'm married to the biggest supporter. Now I work for the biggest supporter. I'm surrounded by baby people. It's integrity. 
Yes, and and I'm thankful that I am surrounded by that. I am very grateful for that, that God has put me in the midst. And not that I'm not. Please, the listeners, know that. Um, I think that there's uh, levels of sometimes fear. You know, that when you're pregnant, your first-time mom, you're scared. And so, you know, I, I sometimes have to trust God a little bit. When He told me to go adopt these girls in China, I'm not going to lie, I was afraid. So, sometimes God pits people in our path that uh, can have some valor and, and lead us, and I'm well, thankful for that. It is a matter of courage, and it's a courage walk, and all of life requires courage. Mm-hmm. Um, not that all of life, in a material sense, is, is either designed to be horrible or evil or discouraging. But it just is, though, in our flesh and our human nature and our lack of really therein understanding, ability to really understand God out of a physical, psychological, human dimension, that we're left with trying to figure out how then to keep giving when in the end... It's going to end. But that's, that is the whole point. That's a lie. But that's how the right. human nature is. But that is the fatalism that's in us all that makes us want to quit. I think it is that fear. But, you know, the, the craziness about it is, in that same sort of a way, all that does rather than inspires us then to turn to, as you said, well, I just need to turn to God. No, it seems as if that is where the choice really uh, as to what we get really comes into play the most. If given the obvious evidence and you still choose to self-destruct, to self-defeat, you hunker down on your position that you're right, well, you can be right, but you're also going to die. And not only once, but there is a second death that is even of more critical nature because your soul has never been given to life. And you've spent your whole life pointing that out. (laughs) Identifying how it's going to fail. How it's not going to work. How all these things are going to come against you in such the way. And no matter how hard you try, in the end, it's still never going to be enough or good enough. Mm -hmm. And to some extent, if your measure of life is (laughs) your own personal success, not life itself, you will have missed the greatest opportunity just to live life. by trying to make it otherwise struggling to make it something that it really isn't. I mean, all those things can be part of, all those things are are the glory of God, the manifestation of physical dimensions, but they're not the end all. Mm -hmm. They're not eternal life. And she said that earlier, our guest, not only pro-life, but pro-eternal life. And we have to see it in those two dimensions. I think that is so important. Absolutely. And I don't know that I've heard somebody say that phrase, pro-eternal life. And when you were describing that, the only words that come to my mind when someone basically goes through their life and then ultimately the second death just rejects the love that God has has offered to them. The great sadness. I know in a book I read he he described it as the great sadness. But this is the ultimate sadness to me to see someone leave this earth without that hope, without that love, without that what could have been. That absolutely breaks my heart. And so when we have the opportunity 
to share our hope and what God has done or what we have seen God do, even in others. I say we have a responsibility to share that because who do we want to go through that second death? Who do we want to do that? Experience that? Nobody. Even our worst enemy, what, I wouldn't wish that on my, um, you know. What you do when, when given the gift, and I think all babies are gifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, the easy thing is the sex. The hard thing is to understand that that's the way God has intentioned it so that that might be most enjoyable to you and your husband or your husband and your wife. But the notion of it is, though, is if you go and reject that gift, then that speaks volumes to how you see eternal life because you're rejecting the gift not only in material terms, pro-life, but now you've kind of got into the territory of pro-eternal life. And, and as much as you would do that to anything anything without regard which doesn't mean that there aren't times again in places as extenuating circumstances where you have to and what you do might result in something dying but in that same sort of way though when we do that carelessly when we do that out of pride when we do that out of ego when we see that as an inconvenience even when in pride and ego we don't think we can do it you know, because narcissism can be, oh, I'm the greatest thing in the world, but it could also be I'm the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I can do this. I'm so preoccupied with me that I can't see that there will be plenty of help there. As Diane pointed out, there's always help, assistance. Right. But when you start doing that out of your human nature and then you have that control over another life mm-hmm. in that way, how in the world could you argue then that you haven't already turned yourself over in a reprobate mind sort of way? to seeing not only others in their life, but you will speak to your own life in that manner. Because what we do in that way for others, it does come back on us. As we judge, we shall be judged. And God promises that. So, I am so glad that Diane was on the program today. New Beginning Pregnancy Resource Center. Uh, And I do want to, again, encourage our listeners to get a hold of her. But more than that, Carolyn, I am glad that we've had this moment today or this chance today to declare that we're not quitters and that we are all in when it comes to life. Yes, we can be discouraged. Yes, we can feel overwhelmed and overcome by the circumstances There will always be difficult things to overcome when we start a project. It's not always going to be smooth sailing, but there is nothing greater than to know what it's like to have Jesus along with you, to see how much God loves you, to build up virtue and character, to build up valor or courage, and just, and even as Diane said, when she prayed... If God has opened the door, who are you to not go through it? And we mentioned that, that mountain transfiguration Mm -hmm. kind of experience. Mm -hmm. She had an audience with God. And when you need Him the most, He's always there. Just take the opportunity when He freezes time to give you that moment Mm -hmm. to spend with Him. And you know, in some ways, Carolyn, I hope that listeners, this might be a reach. I hope that our listeners might consider this time that they spend with us on the podcast, on the broadcast. In that same sort of way, time stops. Mm-hmm. They can step out of all of the worldliness and all the things that are cares and struggles. And they can enter into a moment where we fellowship. 
but isn't that what they do at church? <laughs> That's what you do when you pray with one another. Just don't miss the moments. God gives us plenty yes. of moments yes. if we won't miss them. When you're with your child, when you're pregnant and you know that there's something great growing inside, when you're at the in the hospital and you're delivering your... I mean, we could go into that, but we don't have time. <laughs> Yes, I call them glimpses. And sometimes we can get discouraged and I would pray and ask God to just give me a glimpse of what could be or what he's doing or where this is going. Sometimes we don't know where it's going. When she said that door was open, she, I feel fairly safe saying she didn't know what all that was going to entail. Well, that was what she was saying. I, mean, I took You know, yeah, she, took it. she didn't know what was going to happen. And so sometimes we don't know what's going to happen. But if God's opening the door, I think of Job. You know, he had all these questions and then God was sort of like, why are you questioning me? Like, I'm going to question you because you, you need to listen to me. So in a reverential, respectful way, I think God sort of, you know, puts it back to us. Um, I've opened this door for you, so I want you to walk through it. And, and I think that she did, and I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. And, and again, we want to be there alongside you if you should choose to allow us or you would believe that God would have led you uh, to reach out to us because we're doing the same thing. Uh, we're trying to just be an encouragement, uh, try to build up again, not only the virtue or as your virtue and character in the Holy Spirit in Jesus is starting to be established or strengthened or if it's established, grow stronger. But we want to just be there to give you courage, to help build up valor, so that as you conduct these battles, not against yourself, not against necessarily others so much, but against the adversary and his discouragement, right. we want to help. So how can listeners reach out to us? Well, the easiest way would be to give us a call, 304-528-9220. You'll be calling Covenants. You can reach me, Carolyn Barnett. Or if you'd like to email us, you can email us at covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com. Or go on over to our Facebook page under Covenants, and that's where we'll post our podcasts. And we love to hear from you if you have any, not just email, but any comments, things you'd like for us to talk about. And if you want to find out more information, you can go on our website, covenantsonline.com. Would not that be a, I'm sorry. I was not thinking exactly about what you were saying. I was in another place in my mind. I'll forgive you this time. Okay, thank you. <laughs> But this time, this time, would it not be awesome though that we could possibly find some way of joining up with them? Uh, there's nothing more. <laughs> Here we go. This is how we started the program. This is great. There's inspiration. God's got something. There's a door opening here. I can see this. Oh, I just got to be careful. Discouragement comes in. Uh, pride goes before a fall. Make sure it's of God and established. But would it not be wonderful if we could somehow find a way to join with them in that ministry? I, I could not think of anything that I would, again, want to devote my life to better than that. Uh, but that's just something that hopefully, as we perfectly consider it, Maybe something like that will happen. But I do want to encourage our listeners, if they can, to join us. And, and Carolyn, you, you do get finally uh, the ultimate upper hand on me. 
because you never tell me who our guest is going to be for the next week. Well, sometimes it's a mystery to me. <laughs> we have lots of twists and turns, and uh, I have uh, had somebody ask about coming on, and I had to explain to them, we have we plan these things out in advance. I can't just throw you on the program whenever. So I am excited uh, to hear from a pastor that's going to come next week from a church uh, C3 in Ohio. So mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that. They have a lot of community service, a lot of reaching out, and I am always excited to see what they are doing next. So they, they have an upper hand on the community. And I am excited too because I really am. But uh, to be honest, I prefer it that way because I like the discovery. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it helps me to ask the questions most genuinely right. and authentically right. when, when our guests come in. And uh, hopefully it's some of the same kind of questions that our listeners are having. So it plays to uh, where they are. At that They're hearing it almost as if I did for the first time or as I have for the first time. They're hearing it for the first time. Mm -hmm. But I would want to take that moment then to also remind our fellow ministries, I guess. I'm going yes. to say that we're a ministry. But those that are in ministry, if you have something you want to share with the community, I know we've opened that up to our listeners as far as topics and subjects, but reach out to Carolyn. Absolutely. She's in charge of everything, but she will take care of that in particular. And uh, we'd love to have you come on mm -hmm. and talk about your ministry, uh, what's going on, how it's how God has put it upon your heart. We're really after we we really want the testimony, right? right. <laughs> Jesus, I, I think that is important that our listeners yes. hear that. But they are more than welcome too to reach out just as this other person mm -hmm. has and said, "Hey, I've got something I want to share with the community." Yes, right. Uh, yay. And amen. Yes, come on the program. We'd love to uh, have you as a guest. Absolutely. So I want to take a final moment to remind our listeners. You're listening to Covenants with Dr. Michael David Clay and Carolyn Barnett. And uh, as always, we hope that you're blessed and uh, look forward to getting a chance to speak with you again next week.